happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. In our current series, we are walking through the Psalms, focusing not only on what they say, but also how they are an expression of worship. We're noting how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who He is and what He has done. We're pointing out the greatness of God and recognizing His faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we are praising God, learning of Him, and celebrating His goodness. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, today focusing on Psalms 141. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. I am Kim Miller, alongside of Erica Close. Hello, everyone. So glad to be here today. And we are digging through Psalms 141 today. I'm going to read the first half, and Erica will read the second, and then we will discuss it. Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice. When I cry unto thee, let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteousness smite me. It shall be a kindness. And let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. But mine eyes are unto thee, O God, the Lord. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets whilst that I withal escape. Amen and amen. Erica, what would you say is the gist of Psalms 141? Well, I think that the whole gist is that this psalm shows us that we can ask the Lord to help us live a holy life that we can ask him to help us to keep ourselves holy, help us to keep ourselves doing the right thing, and also that the Lord will provide a way of escape. Amen. When, he, you know, when we say, keep me from the snares that people have set for me, right? Let the wicked fall into their nets whilst that I with all escape. You know, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, 
but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. The Lord always has a way of escape. And I think when we look at the psalmist and we look at David, you know, we often have images of David literally escaping someone who is chasing after him. But I think that shows us that the Lord provides the way of escape. And just as David may have had, literally had wicked men that were chasing him, he also had the devil chasing him. I mean, David honored the Lord and the devil didn't want that to happen. So in the same way, you know, the devil is walking about as a roaring lion, seeing whom he may devour, but the Lord provides a way of escape. We don't have to be devoured by the devil. That is so true. And in verse 1, we see what happens with David is he goes to God for his help, and he lifts his voice to him. Mm -hmm. So he's always crying out to God, and he realizes the error of his ways. He comes to God. And then he comes to God in prayer. He says, hear my voice. Give ear unto it. Let my prayer be set before thee as incense. Let my prayer be a sweet-smelling savor to thee. Mm -hmm. You know, be pleased with what I'm saying to you, Lord. And I think that so many of us think God is this puppet on a string, and we just try to pray these, give me this, give me that, do this, do that kind of prayers that can't be at all a sweet-smelling savor to him. No, it sounds very selfish. <laughs> and God is not a puppet on a string. Right. And we don't know what is best for us. And he does. And when we come to God in prayer, we need to praise him and worship him for who he is. But when we are asking him to hear our prayers and to help us, we have got to have a heart that is willing to hear what he says and a mind and body and spirit that is willing to obey what he says. He doesn't need our suggestions and he certainly doesn't need us to tell him what he needs to do. Amen. I love the, the images that come to my mind in verse two when with the incense specifically, right? I mean, there are so many times you see incense burning, right? And you see the smoke going up. Our prayers literally go towards the Lord, right? I love that image. And then I love, may the lifting up of my hands be as the evening sacrifice, right? We know that the Israelites at this time, you know, sacrifices were important. It was part of their worship. It was this physical thing that they had to do, right? To make atonement and to be close to God and to demonstrate what their closeness to the Lord. But David is saying, you know, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice, that, that the prayer and the communion and the talking to God has the same power as a sacrifice because it's about a relational event between you and God. We lift up our hands in prayer and it is a work that brings us closer to the Lord. Amen and amen. And that walks us right into verse three. He says, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth, keep the door of my lips. And it comes into four with incline not my heart to any evil thing or to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. I love that we are praising him in verse two. And then David is like, shut my mouth because he realizes 
And the scripture tells us one cannot praise and do the wrong thing with their mouth. Like they can't praise and curse out of the same mouth. That ought not be, the scripture says. And James gives us a whole soliloquy of how difficult it is to tame the tongue. But David is just flat out saying, he's, he's got his attention, he's got his ear, Lord, help me. You know, shut my mouth. Set a watch. I need to use it to bless you. But keep the door. Be the gatekeeper of our mouth. And I think when we really think about our lives, perhaps one of the last things we do is give God control of our tongue. And it's an interesting thing. I, I, I have multiple different people in my life that go to multiple different denominations and different churches and have their own ideas about what the scriptures say. And it has always been intriguing to me the number of people who think that cursing, saying curse words, is of no consequence to the child of God. And this isn't what we're about right today, so I'm not going to go through the many verses, but I will say this right here, this verse right here that says, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth, keep the door of my lips. He's telling him, don't let me say anything that's unpleasing, and don't let me say anything that puts fuel on a fire to cause a fight. And when we say curse words, and then on Sunday say, praise the Lord, a sinner who's heard both of those is probably thinking, you are completely confused. And if nothing else, how we speak, the words we choose, whether they're harsh or gentle, whether we speak truth to use it as a sword or whether we're speaking truth to use it as a Band-Aid, how we choose to use our words is 100% impactful on other people's understanding of the Jesus in us. And I think very indicative of our heart. Oh, right? Yes. The Bible says, out of the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaketh. And I think that that's what verse 4 yes. says. Because 3 is about keeping the door of my lips. And then it says, incline not my heart to any evil thing. Right? Like, if your heart is inclined in some way, eventually that way is going to come out your mouth. And I love how he says, don't let me you know, practice or partake in wicked works with men that work iniquity. There should be a difference in our life, a tangible distinct difference in the child of God that the Holy Spirit is living in than somebody who is an unbeliever and does not have the Holy Spirit within them. Absolutely. There should be a distinct difference, like night and day. I love that verse 5 goes into talking about, to me, it's talking about what godly friends do, right? Because he's talking about, you know, the wicked in verse 4 and not wanting to be like the wicked. And then in verse 5, he's talking about the righteous. And he's saying the righteous, like those that understand holiness and the Lord, let them spite me or smite me if I need it. Correct right? me. Right? Correct me. And then let him reprove me and it will be like excellent oil. Right? I mean, I love that because I think it speaks to 
the power of godly people in our lives who let us know when we're not doing the right thing, when our heart is inclined in the wrong way. Everybody needs accountability. Yes. That person who's going to keep them accountable. And he says that that righteous person who smites him is not going to break his head. In other words, it's not going to tear me down. Because that righteous person who is coming to you to correct your contrary ways of God's word is coming out of love. And in love is reproving you to make you the best you can possibly be. Accountability buddies, they are invaluable. Absolutely. I think the last, um, the last part of verse 5 goes back to... Um, let me about back to the wicked right david's prayer is that he would not be like the wicked right because he's talking about now the the judges those are that are seeing the wicked you know the, their actions get overthrown right but they will hear david's words they will because hear the they are sweet yes and they because they come from the lord and again, he's saying, guard my lips. You know, he's saying, make my words line up with your will for my life. Make them line up with what the Bible says so that when I speak, I have favor from the Lord and the people who even don't believe in him are going to have to pay attention. I love that he talks about how his words are sweet because in that next verse, in verse seven, he talks about his bones being scattered at the grave's mouth and that... that you know, we are just, we're just bones, right? Like these, these earthly bodies will fail us, but our words will go on, right? When we think about things that we remember from people that we love that have gone on before us, right? We remember the words that they said, yes. right? We remember, you know, good, bad, or ugly, whatever it is, we remember those words, so I think he's just saying, hey, remember, too, our words are powerful because our bodies are not. right? They're temporal. They're not going to live for go on forever. That is such a good, good thought. And he says in verse 8, he's going back to why he's crying unto the Lord and praying in verses 1 and 2. And he is saying there that he has seen the Lord. And he means he's watched the Lord time and time again. Deliver him, comfort him, lead him, guide him. The Lord has never failed him. And I've got news for you folks. He's never failed you, and he's not going to now. And he says then that he trusts him. He trusts him. I'm going to give you my soul, Lord, and I know you're not going to leave it destitute. It is going to flourish in your hands. You are trustworthy, and when we pray for people and we're lifting them and we're handing them to the Lord, he is trustworthy with them. He loves them more than we do and more than we can imagine. And he wants what's best for them, to prosper for them and to give them a hope. He is taking care of them. And you can hand that precious person and put them in the hands of Jesus and know they are going to be good. Absolutely. That last verse, you know, verse 10, let the wicked fall into their own nets, right? There are consequences. There are consequences for sin. But then David says, whilst that I with all escape. That goes back to, you know, the Lord also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear 
right? The Lord is, is our escape and makes a way of escape. And I want you to see coming into that verse in verse 9, we see verses 1 and 2, he is praying and he's lifting his voice up to him. In verse 3, he's asking the Lord to guard his words and to help them to be what they would have them to be. And then in verse 9, he's saying, keep me from the snares, Mm -hmm. the things that easily beset me, the things that may tempt me or the things that may cause me to make a wrong decision. Lord, just keep me from them. And I think we as Christians could heed that. If we simply did not put ourselves in a position where we had to make a questionable decision or where there was something happening that we knew that we knew that we weren't supposed to do, if we remove ourselves from that place, then we don't have to worry about falling to that snare. Amen. What a wonderful time it has been in Psalms 141. I thank each of you for joining us today, and I would ask that you would continue to read through the Bible, spend some time in the Psalms as we are spending time in the Psalms talking in front of you and with you. And we would just ask that you would contact us if you have any questions, if there's anything that we could possibly do to help you, and we would ask that you would let us to know just how these conversations through the scriptures through the book of psalms is impacting your life thank you for listening thank you for encouraging us and thank you for your prayers may you be greatly blessed and remember that you are loved jesus loves you thank you for joining us in today's podcast You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl